0: The center of the universe. At the border between the light and the dark stands Castle Grayskull. For countless ages the heroes of School have defended the universe against the forces of evil. Walk through the Hall of Living Pictures and learn the history and mystery of the masters of the universe. Dive deep into the mythology of Eternia, Etheria and more. For those who know the stories of Grayskull will come to power the power to be supreme, the power to be all-knowing, the power to be Legends of Grayskull. Episode 35 of Legends of Grayskull, the fan podcast where we discuss the history, the mystery, the magic, and mythology of He-Man, She-Ra, Eternia, Etheria, Nordor, Primus, New Adventures, Old Adventures, Golden Books, Comic Books, Star, Mini, Ladybird, UK Annuals, anything and everything you can think of with that He-Man, She-Ra, Master Universe, Princess of Power logo. I'm Matthew Dooch. I'm here with Sean Skavarna.
1: Sean, how's your neck doing today? Well, I guess I can now be called Whiplash, because every time I do the head banging thing and me being over 40, I mean, you know, it's no good, but hey. No good. <laughs> no good. Uh, I, um, I actually, I went out earlier today to see about any origins possibilities for my kids. No luck. So, I am SOL as of right now, but otherwise I'm pretty good. How about you? I'm doing well. Yeah, I good. know. I know you yeah. have. You have yawning Skeletor.
0: <laughs> my son does have yawning Skeletor.
1: Um, that, that's his action feature. <laughs> and that
0: clip on the back stays on about as well as it did when we were kids too. I remember always having a mess with those clips; they were always popping off. Um, yeah, no, I've been I've been looking around too. Um, for those uh, we usually don't date stamp this too well, but it being the day it is, um. We Today is Origins Eve, as it's being discussed around Facebook, because while, while there have been some leaks here and there in the online early releases, uh, it is July 31st, and the street date for these guys is August 1st, so yep. theoretically, tomorrow morning, all the Walmarts should be overflowing with them. And
1: they will have the power. Yes. And I will say,
0: I, I uh, left work a little bit early and i did cruise down to my local Walmart. It's only like five minutes down the road so i did cruise down there just to see same thing like are they there are that you know Mm -hmm. uh, i don't plan on like grabbing everything off the shelf one of everything you know i might pick up one maybe two for my son um but it's just one of those things like you just kind of want to be a part of it you know like you just want to you want to see them. You want to see Masters back in the toy aisle, you know. And yeah. my local Walmart, it's it, not only it still has picked over it, been, I mean, they haven't stocked a DC, they haven't stocked a Wrestler, they haven't stocked anything in really like four weeks now uh, down mm-hmm. the boys' aisle. Not only that, but they had pulled a bunch of stuff today. Um, all the power players were thrown in a cart as I was going by. You could tell they were probably on break. Because you know they had the they had cases at the end of the aisle, no masters. I, I did look at the cases, pulled that old trick, but uh, they had cases at the end of the aisle. They had carts full of pulled off products with the clearance tags and uh, power players was a big thing. All those were pulled off in a cart and it, uh, some other stuff. You could tell they were just like shifting it down. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I was there, there was a good probably six foot gap of nothingness. Um, Right in the center of the boys' toy aisle, so I think it's pretty likely that by tomorrow morning, these guys will be on the shelf at my local one.
1: Yeah, same here. I I went in and there was basically the area where the WWE yeah. Masters of the WWE figures are. There is a decent amount of uh, yes. just nothingness at this yeah. point. They did have the faker Cena, which I was like, eh. And they had that uh, <laughs> Rey Mysterio one that's winning everybody yep, over. Yep, yep. That's and I mean. uh, finally got to see him. And I actually, I do like him. But, again, it's it, yeah. for me, it's the whole, you know, I'm not interested in starting an entirely new line and incorporating all this other stuff. It I, I know it's fun for others. That's great. But for me, it's, you know, I, I'm more invested in my son. and. Right. You know, I'd rather I'd rather him have a He-Man and Skeletor of his own that he could just play with and bash together and all that. And right. uh, maybe get him one or two other figures to start off and go from there. But uh, I think he'll want Orko. He asks about yeah. Orko a lot. Um, uh, but but yeah, like I could see they are doing a switch of some sort going on. They had a whole bunch of toys and in um carts. Yeah. I guess they were just pulling them off the shelves and putting them to the clearance yeah. aisles or whatever. Yeah, they so they're So there is a transition. Them. Yeah, the yep. transition has begun. But uh, no luck. And eh, it is what it is. I'm not gonna pay yeah. scalper prices for these for my kid. No, I'll, I'll be happy to find them on the shelf. Yeah. So and
0: they'll and they'll be there. That's the thing. They'll yeah. be there. Um it has already shown uh what they're doing is there are actually three cases. So the uh, retailers can order a case that's He Man, a case that's Skeletor, or a case of the actual Wave. Because from what they're saying, He Man and Skeletor are going to be available to retailers for a longer period. And that's why they have their own cases. So, okay. number one, there will be more He Man and Skeletor on the shelf. Um, I can't remember. I think it's six to a case. So if they order, mm-hmm. you know, so you got six He-Man, six Skeletor, and then that uh, wouldn't work. It'd probably have to be eight to a case. But anyways, you get what I'm saying. So it's not mm-hmm. in 2000X where it's like, well, we want more He-Man and Skeletor on the shelves, which you should, especially in the first wave. Like, there should be more of the main two. Um,
2: sure, yeah.
0: But you don't have to worry, like, okay, because we got three He-Man and three Skeletors, now there's only three beyond the other characters. No, that's not how they're doing it this time, so... Case ratios sound like they've actually been solved, which is an amazing feat in and of itself for Mattel. Yeah, um, and yeah, my my section—that's right where it's at, where the WWE wrestlers are. That's where the hole started opening up. So I assume, and I, that just makes sense for them to sit right now. Like it go, it go. Rest, the wrestlers, the masters wrestlers, and then the masters. Like that just mm-hmm. makes sense. So,
1: mm-hmm. I think yeah, be a pretty I, good spread yeah, I I I'm still completely like okay. My He-Man is now right next to WWE. It's it's the weirdest feeling. Yeah. I mean, I know that it's a Mattel thing, but it's just like when I was a kid, that would have been separated like that aisle was like the aisle over from where the He-Man stuff was cuz that was yeah. back when LJN was doing it in the 80s. So like that was the aisle I didn't go to as often. I went to the mm-hmm. He-Man aisle and usually they had like the ThunderCats in there and gi joe and all that stuff announced. like it's just it's 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 anarchy it's all yeah. crazy the toy aisle is just nuts now so but yeah, then again well, hey you know we we have only a few toy aisles left in this world because it's only target and walmart now <laughs> well,
0: one so i was gonna cool. say for for <laughs> my walmart boys toys is one aisle like that's it there's same here yeah there, there there's the lego lego aisle they've got a whole aisle to them then they have a boys' toys aisle. Then they've got like three that are Barbie slash, um, yeah, you know, all the different girl dolls and everything. And then they got one that's like the the young kids, like the Paw Patrol and and stuff yeah. like that. Like, no, the boys' toys locally here is is the smallest section of it. Like everything is down that one aisle now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually had I have one memory of seeing. The original Vintage Masters of the Universe in stores. You know, because I was born towards the end of the line. But I still remember going to one Toys R Us. It had to been like 88. Before my sister was born. So yeah, it had to been 88. Like one of my earliest memories, I remember going there. And maybe it's just my remembering. But either way, it was a lot. But I remember there being a whole She-Ra aisle and a whole He-Man aisle in Toys R Us. Like it was just like... You you said at the end it was just the whole the whole it was just one side, but still like I remember that whole side just being Shira stuff, and I was just like, oh my god, look at all those figures, you know.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah. Maybe, maybe that's just my memory. Maybe wasn't full. I I swear though it had to have been at least half the aisle, you know.
1: Well, that, that's the thing, you know, kids. Kids, uh, I'm I'm a little older than you, obviously, mm-hmm. but it's like you know, kids. Kids of our generation or, you know, even a little older than me, uh, kids at heart at this point, we had it so good. The 80s oh, yeah. were so, – uh, like like it was Christmas if my mom said let's go to Toys R Us because I flat out knew I was going to see some yeah. stuff that I've been waiting to get my eyes on, my hands on and stuff. And um, I still remember one of the greatest days of like toy hauls for me was I went to Toys R Us – and it was when the Prince Adam wave came out for Masters. And so I ended up like – my mom saw all the figures and they were all on the front cap yeah, that, yeah. for that one because it was the newest wave and they had – it was I, – I, for, for me being that age, I thought it went all the way up to the ceiling. That's how huge this cap was. And I, I still remember my mom got Prince Adam down for me, and then she found one or two more. And then she goes, "How many? How many are left that are on the back of the card?" And I pointed out like a couple more. And she goes, yeah. "Just get them." So then that way we don't have to worry about coming back tomorrow. <laughs> and I left with like at least six or seven Masters figures that day, nice. and it was glorious. It was Christmas at, right. uh, in you know whatever month it was they released them. Yeah, um, but that's that's like. Like, I go down the, the aisle, like, I, it's funny. Yeah. It's tying into something I watched last night by accident. Scott uh, Knight, like, put out another one about the, the toy hunting, just going out hunting for everything and scavenging and all that stuff. And his thoughts are it's kind of like the primal thing of hunting and gathering. And it's like, no, yeah. that's not what it is in my mind. Not Not how it works for me. Mine is the initial excitement of seeing that, yeah. And knowing this is something that made me happy. It was the the dopamine thing, you know, mm-hmm. going on. So like when I was a kid going down the toy aisle, it wasn't so much that I was hunting for things. It was more the minute I saw them, I was so excited because I didn't know I was going to expect it there. Right. And then it was, oh, God, now I have to have it. And then it's how do I get yeah. my parents? Let me have it. You know, no, And that... it's like now it's more. Oh, I've seen that on Facebook. Oh, these guys are looking for this yeah. in this group. And, I, you know, just pointing them out. And it's like that feeling isn't there as much. It's there a little more because the Origins just going like, I want to see them on the shelves. But
0: yeah, no, I completely agree that that is a big part. I think the hunter gatherer thing. I think that's more more the completest. Those guys that have to have mm-hmm. everything, you know, um, you know that that the the gotta catch them all. That that I think is more the other the hunter gatherer yeah. thing. But I agree with you, and I I wish there were more surprises nowadays. Like you get, to, you see everything beforehand, and it's like, like you said, it was awesome going to the back, going to the store, shuffling through the side, like, who do they have? Because it could be anybody. You know, in your mind, yep. they could, there could be a lizard man there, there could be a lord mask there, there could be some, something completely new, unthought of, you know? Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And I did, the, I did say, whenever there was, uh, for me, it was more like Spider Man in the 90s and stuff, and you'd always like, whenever you saw a new figure then you'd flip the card back over because it's like well who's in this wave you know and certain like oh they don't have this guy here but now i know he's out there and um no it is it is a neat feeling i w- i wish there was more of that nowadays that's that's one of the things i actually uh thought was cool Maddie collector the first time they did their first chase figure i want to say it was the spirit of Hordeck. i want to say he was the first one but, like, mm-hmm. it just popped up on the site one day for sale. They, like, kept it that under wraps to where it just it just popped up. And everyone's like, is this for real? You know?
2: And, <laughs> that's and, cool. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: it's cool to be surprised by that, you know? hmm And that's why a Definitely. lot of times I, I try to avoid, I mean, I'm like that with movies and TV shows. I avoid spoilers to death now because I want to be surprised. I want to be surprised by this story, you know? Um hmm and then, like, like even, even like, I won't watch a lot of, like, reviews or something about a product that's coming out. I, I look at it enough to make sure it's, like, it's going to be something I want, but I try not to because I want to get my hands on it and just kind of explore it, you know? So.
1: Mm-hmm. But yeah, it is, I ruined things a for myself. Thing. Huh? It is. It is. It- I ruin everything for myself and you know, this per on a private level, I just yeah. sit there and I, I listen to this stuff and I'll be like, have you heard about this? And you're just like, I'm not listening to this or whatever. Right. <laughs> and it's just, that's my, it's, it's my nature of, I'm curious enough to be like, Oh, I'm going to dive down a little rabbit hole. And then like, a whole day later, I come up for air, and I'm like, "Why did I do that?" But yeah. I never ever learn my lesson. I'm the dumbest person like that. Well, that so I'm does. a hypocrite, and I'm a <laughs> rabbit hole person that just is not learning his lesson after 41 years of not learning my lesson. So, um well, that's
0: what I—that's what I used to do. I used to like TV shows and, and like I, I'd always want, like if so, if someone saw it first or got it first, or like I would always spoil it for myself. But then. As the years went on, I'm like, well, but I'm not enjoying it as much this way, you know, so that's when I started backing off. There was a time when I was like, every interview, every spoiler, you know, just gimme, gimme, gimme. Now I'll, you know, watch it first, and then I'll go seek out all that behind-the-scenes stuff and everything, you know, and it's better that way to me.
1: (laughs) Well, your lists have made me a wiser man, so I might as well (laughs) follow you in that, but yeah I, I i on on top of that too there's only so many hours in the day anymore for me so yeah. that kind of helps me a little bit but yep. eh. uh
0: one thing real quick here that i did i did pick up um it, it they did have this up today um and i just i couldn't resist i actually really like these shirts um i got the the he man and the, uh, the, the Skeletor uh, pops with the t- with the glow in the dark with the T shirt. I it's actually I don't know. There's just something about those. It, they're simple designs, but they're also just kind of cool. Like it's just a fun little,
1: and that is the mm-hmm. design
0: on the shirt there. So, um.
1: well, it's it's of its time. Like that's the thing. Stuff like that you could wear that on a shirt now, and people will just yeah. be like, "Hey, that's fun," you know. And it's the nostalgia angle and. You know, it, like you wear filmation He-Man shirts, and yeah, people are people yeah. will point it. I remember that, you know. Oh, every time. So, it did yeah. take
0: until I had them in hand, though, because I initially, see if I can get this right for the camera. I initially set them up like this to take a picture, and then mm-hmm. I realized that the boxes actually form a uh, Grayskull battle scene there. If I can
1: line up nice. There.
0: So, so that, that I like was, that kind of thinking. Yeah,
1: yeah, those would actually
0: display. I'm actually thinking about keeping the box. Like that's actually a kind of cool little, uh, just a little mm-hmm. thing to set on your shelf, even if you're not going to open them or whatever. Um,
1: that's how I'd do it. That'd be fun. And of course,
0: because and someone had been there before me, and this was almost empty, so I used it to t- carry them to the registers. I did swipe the, uh, the shipper box for them, which has the cool red exploding brick background there nice i was thinking this nice. could be cool on the shelf like uh maybe display some figures in. Or you can turn around this, display some figures in front of yeah i'll make sure it wasn't too tall. yeah see even classics will sit out in there nicely like in front of that nice that very cool so yep i just picked up the whole thing and took it up to the checkout and i'm like nope i'm taking this that's pretty cool i might grab another one if they're because the they had the shirt they had that giant-sized Skeletor, which was just on the shelf, the Pop. Um, and then they had the latest wave of the the Pops. The, the And actually, those were pretty picked over. Um, they only had Tongue Lasher, two Mosquitoes, and a Web Store. Like, that's it. Now, that whole shipper box, you know. Mm-hmm.
2: Um,
0: and I was just at Walmart, like, two days ago. So... That looks. That bodes pretty well that people are actually picking them up, and even, even the shirts were. You know, the shirts are gone now that I bought mine. So mm-hmm.
1: nice.
0: Um, you know, and that, and that's what's going to help. That's what's going to help Mattel and everybody in Walmart seeing that this stuff is actually selling. You know, that's what we need right now.
1: So yeah, it, it's exactly, and and you know, there's been such a lull, even with classics in the mix. Classics was something that. You basically, you know, like you had to be informed in order to get on board with that one. You know, like it it wasn't like, oh, hey, it's Walmart. You walk right in and there's toys all over the place for it. So, you know, it's like I feel like I feel like we're in a we're in an interesting time for the brand for that reason, because it really is like there's people that are actually really excited for these things and stuff right now. It's like, great. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled. And hopefully it means that we get more and more stuff little more classic please but anyway yeah more stuff oh, <laughs> on its way, so that you know i can i can get my hands on some new stuff and instead of just having the same old ones on my shelf right now so that'd be pretty cool exactly. uh
0: so real quick here i uh, want to give a shout out uh mr nate march he posted up over the over the weekend was that sean
1: you, I you saw, saw it uh, like a couple days ago, I want to yeah. say. So, this Kinda week, wonky.
0: work's been and we're recording weird and d- d- just don't. <laughs> but yeah, but uh, and he he posts these up and he he just had he a couple head designs for Shira for our audio listeners. Um, check out Nate Barch's Nate Barch Designs Facebook page is where I saw. Yeah. That. Um said just putting up here because I can and for reasons so (laughs) Um, but the top one there is kind of kind of a hyper detailed super anime uh Shira not really I'm just giving Sean grief uh but it is a more detailed uh headdress and everything and the bottom one is a little more uh simplistic and a bit more filmation-y um Mm -hmm. less detailed um, and I think all the fans can pretty much agree that the bottom one is the better option here. Uh, right, Sean? Right. Okay. Moving on. I'm
1: just kidding. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll no, let you, uh huh. I'll okay. let you talk.
0: There's no wrong no, answer. Let's... I'm just giving Sean grief. There's no wrong
1: answers here. But no. yes,
0: I prefer the bottom one. A little simpler. Uh, that just
1: she wrote. So go ahead. The the beauty that is what Nate has created in just this is this, the top is how I want to view and have viewed masters in my head since I was a kid. The bottom is what I've been given ever since I was a kid. (laughs) And I'm not saying one is wrong or one is better or one is right or whatever, but like the top is more, I I always like the idea like 2000 X gave us highly detailed versions of those figures and those characters and that's the way that I would really like to see the line keep going, which is part of why the origins thing isn't working for me. I'd love to see a little more robustness in the details in, you know, however they can push those designs. The bottom is very much here's the the Nate version of the filmation or the the traditional she look that we've known for how long now, so you know, 30 plus years. And it's both of them are, are very beautiful. Yeah. The top one is definitely in the vein of that's what I'd like to see going forward for the line as something a little more of a refresher of the old designs.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I get what you're saying, but for me it's it's it goes too far because I still think even the bottom one isn't just him doing filmation. He's still got his... His tweaks on it, some added details, you know, it's not as straight down. There's a couple more angles. Even the wings on the tiara, like, there's a little bit of layers to it, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he did embellish a little bit, which is why I, I agree. I think these designs need to be taken and, you know, embellished a bit, bit more detail. But the top one, to me, is too hard. Too, Grant, I'm not an artist, so it's going to probably sound weird, but it's, like, it's too hard, too pokey, you know, you got more more hard angles and spikes and everything, and uh, I, don't know, I just view She-Ra as a little softer, a little more, you know, she's, you know, we talked about He-Man a bit before, how he's, like, the quintessential good guy, it's like, well, She-Ra's the quintessential good girl, you know, so... Uh, you know that—that's what's not doing it for me. It's like it's a cool headdress design, but to me, it just—it's a little too far past Shira. uh The—the
1: the way that I look at it, for—I uh, know Nate is—he's um, done. He—he uh, he also works with the Four Horsemen to do the Mythic oh, yes. Legions artwork as well. He—he's been working with the Masters brand for quite a while as well, so he's well known one way or the other. And uh, something he brings across in other art that I've seen him post is the um, – he's into, like, the Viking mythology yeah. as well. So he likes to imbue some of that into the Master's characters, which to me is not a really bad way to right. do it because it's it's almost – I want to say that there is this, like, almost like a cousin aspect to it. It's not quite Master's, but it's, like – There's elements there in certain characters. And in her, the Valkyrie idea with the headdress and everything and the way that I've seen him do this, as well as right here, um, there's definitely that thing. And that's kind of what I like about her is, you you say about the softness, but to me, Mm. I also look at her as, but there's nothing wrong in her showing up looking ready for battle at the same time. And, you know, that look to me has this, There's a there's a fierceness to it. But when you see her face, you could see the softness as well. And the the Mm -hmm. the love like Wonder Woman, there's always going to be that uh, that um, comparison and like the way that they updated her in the movie. And there's certain things about her costume that are definitely more fierce looking than the typical way you saw her in Super Friends or Mm -hmm. the Linda Carter but at the same time, it's the way that Gal Gadot, the, the the expressions, her face, the way she looks at people, where it's like if you're not on her list of people that she's going after, you feel like she's going to smile at me. She's going to make me feel like, you know, hello and be, you know, it's like that's kind of how I view this Shiro on top. It's she'd look fierce going into battle because she's up against Hordak and the freaking Horde. But then at the end of the day, if she turned and saw Luki, she probably would be like, "I don't like you, but I'll give you a smile because you're here, because it's Luki." He loves
0: me. <laughs> he lends a hand a
1: lot. Oh yeah. yeah. Have you found me yet? <laughs> here I am. Anyway, uh, uh, no, I, I I I like his take on masters in ways where it hasn't gone, uh, because of you know the 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 traditional way everybody's. Viewed it. And he's one of those artists uh, that really does. He'll push it a little further into what I really would love to see as well. And every time he does something, I'm like, man, if he and I were friends when we were growing up, we have <laughs> just like, I, I know he and I would have watched Salvation and gone. Now, how could we have done this? But like this, you know, we yeah. would have gone. Like in a whole nother direction and it would have turned into like a funeral pyre for man at arms and some kind of crazy Viking stuff and, and we would have just been there going like now why don't they do this on the show? And then it'd be like kids crying and all that yeah. stuff because Optimus be Prime dies kind of a deal. Yeah, they're getting
0: all <laughs> the letters, so
1: Yeah, but exactly. Yes. And Lou Scheimer would hate us, I know. <laughs> so. Uh
0: but yeah, big shout out to Nate. Awesome work and uh yeah, whichever one you guys prefer, there's no wrong answers. Here on Legends of Grey Skull, <laughs> even if you're wrong. So,
1: <laughs> that's why I got picked at a, as a co host. <laughs> <laughs> there isn't anybody who's that all that bad, but all right, Sean, we'll just take you along for the ride. We'll take you along.
0: So, speaking oh, of taking boy. along for a ride, where are we riding to today, Sean?
1: Oh, well, we, this is going to be a fun episode, folks, because. <laughs> this is the bipolar episode. Um, we're gonna we're gonna do some good we'll, classic.
0: Well, we'll start with the review. So review. 1st We'll first. start with
1: the review. The good classic. Always start episode. with the review
0: first. We always end with remastering. So <laughs>
1: well, we're we're gonna have some fun when we get to remastering. But uh, see,
0: we got we got to hook them first. Yeah, hook them <laughs> with the review, and then they're like, "Well, I've sat through it this long, I'll stick around for the remastering." See? <laughs>
1: Yeah, because if you actually say the name of the episode we're remastering this time around, there's a pretty good chance people are going like, "Okay, I'll wait till next week." Um, so we're gonna. Hmm.
0: That's that's an idea. I might. Uh oh. I might try that this time because usually, usually when I put the uh, the episode description up, you know, since we started remastering, I go like, "Oh, we review such and such, and we remaster such and such." Maybe I just start leaving that part off, because what if that what if that is a turn off to somebody? They're like, "Oh, they talk about the island. I'm not listening to that."
1: That's Give it a, a shot. See what why happens this time. I start doing
0: that, just a fun little thing where it's like, and we remaster their universe, and then and then uh, I think I'm gonna try that this time. So for all you listeners. Uh, <laughs> Who read the description before? You still have no idea what we're what we're about to remaster at the end of the episode. So,
1: sorry, sorry for interrupting you, but
0: that's a great idea. So, (laughs) Uh, so, anyways, what are we what are we reviewing today?
1: We are going to review the Dragon's Gift.
0: The Dragon's Gift.
1: That was very, the more you know.
0: (laughs) I was going for an Oprah. I've been listening to a lot of uh, fake doctors, Uh, real friends. And uh, Donald (laughs) Donald Faison, uh, he loves doing the Oprah with uh, Sean Skavarna.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I didn't get a car and Matt didn't get a car. No one's getting a car. car. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, Lordy.
0: But yes, The Dragon's Gift. This is the 34th episode of He-Man and the Masters of the Universe by Filmation. Uh, it was directed by Lou Zukor, written by the late, great Larry D'Itilio. The script was approved March 22nd of 1983. The final revision was July 13th of 1983, and it was first aired in the UK on March 26th, 1984. Big thanks to James E. Talk for all that information. Um, And this was actually the first script that Filmation got bought from Larry. And it led to him being hired as a staff writer. So he was doing freelance um, and shooting them some scripts. They bought this one and it went over so well that they actually hired him on to the staff. Mm -hmm. And he deserved it. My God, he deserved it. This is a great episode that sticks with you from childhood.
1: even. Yeah, this one. I mean, we also had the mini comic adaptation as well. Right. And this one, this one, I think I could probably tell you with my eyes closed without having seen it for how long leading up to this episode, even because it's it. And and what I love about it is the morals in the story actually really hold up. Oh, and I love that it, it. I, I'll just say I love the unpreachiness of it, yes. because we're going to be dealing with a little preachiness later. But I like the unpreachiness of it, and and we're introduced to one of the fan favorites today as well, which is Granomir. and that was a Larry D'Amato creation, from the way I yes. understood it, at least.
0: Yeah, it was. He well, and he actually created him originally for the um, tabletop RPG, uh, Tunnels and Trolls. So he it uh, Dungeons and Dragons type game system and he wrote a mm-hmm. module for that called the Isle of Dark Smoke, which featured uh uh the Dragon and a bunch of the uh, ice trolls. So uh, basically most of the elements of this he adapted from that earlier thing he'd written with and I'm That's glad awesome. he did. I mean Granomere <laughs> went on uh, probably make the most guest appearances I would say off the top of my head of any of the filmation created you know secondary characters mm-hmm. and I think every every episode of his was a winner so
1: yeah he he really did a good job of creating this character where uh, there's always this sense of importance when he's on. And I, and it's, and I love, I love his personality and I love like we, we already dealt with the Shira episode where it was a younger Granamir and here we got the, here's the version of him that He-Man has to deal with, which I like as well. And, and yeah, there, he has this presence that, you know, like there, there are some characters that have that, but Granamir I think might be head and shoulders above all the others in the presence that he brings on this show.
0: Absolutely. Let's go ahead and switch on. So you guys at home know the drill. If you're watching on YouTube, it's going to be right up there for you um, to watch along. Those of you at home, either pop in your DVD, look it up on YouTube, however you need to watch it, or just listen along. So I am feeling for most fans, this episode is, you know, pretty ingrained into their minds. Jump right in. We'll count down three, two, one, and hit play. Three, two, one.
1: And the Pavlovian response begins. (laughs) Oh. Love
0: it. Every time.
1: Every time... <laughs> By the power of grace goal Gets you every time Nobody does it better than John Irwin. Nobody it never ever offended me that he'd punched me every day right never made me sad <laughs> and
0: sorry for the silence guys but it's it's, it's like every time i watch this intro it just mesmerizes me like i'm a kid again you're just like uh, i mean it's it, it's amazing that that's a neat little thing there they usually didn't leave the Name of the episode on there while they did the writer and director They're playing around with it a little bit.
1: Uh, Lady Amanda.
0: <laughs> he's not even doing Adam anything. Is... Tila just jealous.
1: <laughs> well, he's doing his best, Captain Morgan, there.
0: So. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yep every time how do you make Cringer a happy boy
0: (laughs) it's so comical but I love it the tumbling into the throne room (laughs) 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 I don't even care Adam Shut up. <laughs> it's actually a good disguise. There, like,
1: yeah, yeah. I, I always liked how no one else except for Man at Arms. Is kind of like what's up with this guy? There's something familiar about right. him, and I—it's I, I it, well, it's like makes sense. He should be on guard like that. It, it works.
0: I think your captain of the guard would
1: have been. Well, she's impulsive. That's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> and I like that this little yeah. moment is what gives it away too. the, the he sees the uh, the hilt of the skull yeah. or the bone sword. There you go. I
0: like how that wasn't a mask either. Because you could easily see them just, like, ripping off a mask Scooby-Doo style. But they went for the illusion part. Yeah. And that awesome sword, you know, that we finally got in classics in toy form. I like him having a unique sword.
1: Yeah. Yeah, when I was a kid, I wanted that one, honestly. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Perfect for him. It's simplistic, but it's still got the Skeletor vibe to it. You know, with that with that well, this the, chest harness symbol.
1: There we go. Oh yeah, that's right. The, it, it, he's he's gonna shoot the yeah. energy around the corner. The, I forgot about that. Nope, I'm out of here. Sorry, Adam. <laughs> I love that as a kid. It cracked me up. This.
0: Boing, bank shot.
1: <laughs> I love it. I think this was the first episode where that happened, and as a kid, yeah. I, I think my jaw hit the floor pretty hard, just going, it can do that? <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> I like how they get going. I mean, Skeletor and Teela got a nice little uh, sword fight there.
1: And skelter well,
0: is owning this throne room right now.
1: The the thing – like Empire Strikes Back has one of my favorite moments in any Star Wars movie, and it's the moment when Lando's inviting Han, Chewie, and Leia to dinner. And when he Mm -hmm. opens the the door to the room that they're going to eat in, Vader steps up, and Han just blasts him, and he starts opening fire. on. It's like any time that you take the villain and put him against someone that isn't typically his his nemesis – yeah. is always cool to see because then you can see what would this character do in this situation or, or their courage or whatever. And I like how Man-at-Arms gets to fight Skeletor one-on-one in 2000X. And there's like there's some really great moments in that sequence. But this one, it's like, Tila's not even scared of him. She just grabs the sword and it's like, screw you, and goes right. for it. And some of it's out of anger, which is still great because... She she works really well in that way, but you yeah, know I, I like the fact that she's just like yeah I'm not gonna take it from you either you know she's right.
0: yeah and even and even then like after the fight's done she's like we got to go after him and He Man's like no we got to help Duncan you know we got to help your father you know so yeah written very well that's all she's she's just seeing blood she just wants to to get to avenge her father.
1: Yeah. And that's, that's something that I love about this episode. In fact, is it's like, this is, it's Teela's mission to do this technically. And he man is like her Jiminy cricket through the whole thing, trying to like rain her in, you know, patience, Teela and all that. Like he just was saying. And I like that, you know, he might look like a barbarian, but this is, this is definitely how Filmation handled him where, you know, he had the patience and he had the wisdom to at least you know try to remember what's happening on a broader level in some of these episodes and filmation.
0: No, it's it's this very well written.
1: Uh, I mean, like, mm-hmm. go ahead.
0: No, I'm just gonna say I love it how they how that you know they they kind of circumvent the quest idea because she sends them to a library like that's. Um, you know, uh, as a, but even as a kid, the didn't slow it down. Like, you'd think, like, oh, my God, they're sent to a library, like, but no, He-Man's like, you know, all oh, the books, you know, we can find the knowledge for ourselves. Here again, Filmation's great about inserting these little lessons in here without having to beat you over the head with it. It's just like, oh, we need to find out where this dragon lives? Let's study, you yeah. know? And, uh... You know, they got the candle burning down to pass the time, but not but they don't they don't spend a lot of time in it. You know, so you're, you're still feeling boom, boom, boom. You're engaged but as a kid. You're like, it's that knowledge is important lesson, which pops up a lot. Um, very nicely done.
1: Yeah, I, I actually forgot about that part enough to go, wow, what's kind of cool is this is this episode is very much like this is what we're doing on the show. You know, it's <laughs> like here's here's exactly. it, you know, going to the literature, the knowledge, this and that, and you know that's uh, Larry D'Atilio, There you go. It was. I
0: mean, <laughs> he was an avid. He loved the RPGs. He loved all that. He loved books. I mean, he's he wanted, to, and he said that in interviews, they wanted to instill his, his a love of reading and everything into kids. So he
1: his got sequences. with a good line for that because. Uh, like between the mini comics and the storybooks and everything, and and comic books too and stuff. This is this was what made me want to read when I was a kid. Yeah, the He Man stories and everything. Exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I did love that that Wind Raider crash there. You really felt like there was a chance they they could they could get seriously injured. I mean, it was very well done. Ice mm-hmm. trolls, great design, great designs throughout this thing. I mean, these guys. Uh, this was, uh, actually Robbie Lamb, uh, storyboarded this and he just gave it his all.
1: <laughs>
0: Creepy little. The, troll the ice tar. troll
1: language sounds like me waking up in the morning. <laughs> In the... freeze ray but it's more Way blocky more there here.
0: And it was more blocky <laughs> it looked more Mr. Freeze there you see what I'm saying the difference is you know yeah. As opposed to just my skin turns blue, you know. Hmm.
1: <laughs> Should take in your ice armor, He Man. Uh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I was actually thinking that like this is making me want to watch Trust again pretty hardcore right now, because it was it was such a joy on that episode to go, Holy crap, he's actually in the ice armor. This yeah. is amazing.
0: These guys creep me out as kids. The yellow eyes and the armor-looking head, like. Yeah. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> uh, we got to listen to this part, guys. It is here. It must be the dragon's fire pit. (laughs) The effort it takes in the push that hole. Awesome.
1: All of his collection all around. The
0: center dragon is strong. I guess we should announce ourselves. <laughs>
1: That's an entrance.
0: Yes. You end the act. I am He-Man, Great Dragon, and I am here to ask your aid. He-Man.
2: I have heard your name whispered on the winds of legend. In that case... Silence! I did not say I respected the name, only that I had heard it. Dragons pay little attention to the lies of legend. Granamir, please! You've got to help us! And who is this little girl who presumes to speak without my permission? I'm Teela, captain of the royal guard, and I will speak as I please.
0: We shall see how your tongue wags when my magic sends you to the realm of demons. Oh my god. The, the insult, but he's 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 totally dissing them, but they but it's it's in such an eloquent way like that dialogue is amazing. Yeah.
1: It's like I said. After watching the Shira episode, I would have loved to have actually seen the story of what yeah. led from then to now, mm-hmm. because you can tell somebody did him wrong. Oh Just yes. His, uh, and and I like I like that. It's like you got stakes. You know, you know, Man at Arms has to be cured and everything. Mm-hmm. But then on top of that, you have the stakes of well, Grandemere going to mess you up if you either, you know if you don't prove them wrong about humanity, or if you don't get something right. It's like, I I, I thought that was awesome about this episode. Even as a kid, it's like, you have to watch where you step with this guy or else you're completely screwed.
0: Well, that's the thing here. Even like, it turns out to be that whole thing about humanity, but there's no hint of that here. Like he is very much just like all humans are, are scum. I have not had anything to do with you guys, but you know what? You didn't flinch when I started attacking you, so I'll at least hear you out. You know, and then it's like, he's very selfish, Grandamary is here. He's presented as it, you know. You Mm -hmm. know, towards the end, you can say, well, it was all a test. But in this moment here, watching this for the first time as a kid, you're like, he wants, like, he's all about himself, you know, and he wants nothing to do with them. Besides the fact that he sees yeah. a way to acquire something he wants, you know? And even that is and promise. it's, va- yeah,
1: yeah, it's, it's vain. It's, it's he wants vanity. to be
0: the oldest living being on eternity. And there's only one thing out there that's older than him
1: and he wants to yep. kill it.
0: I mean, yeah, I, it, it
1: was, it was crazy. Like, um, I I was talking to my daughter a little bit about, us doing this episode. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I said was, you know, like Brandon wants Sky Tree to get chopped down because yeah. he, he's looking at this as this is something older than him. And I'm like, but is it really right to destroy something? That's a living thing just because of that idea. And my daughter's just looking at me. I'm like, yeah, your mind just got blown. Cause that's on a He-Man episode kid. Right. Like, it, you know, I, I love this episode. Like I said, it's not preachy, but it really does make you sit there. And even in this episode, you're looking at it going, well, it, man at arms needs their help. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know, he, man having yeah. to make these decisions and made, yeah. you know, I like that. Like, I know where I'm jumping to the end a little bit, but I like how he addresses it at the end. It's the whole, he's got the courage to even say, I'm not doing this, you know, yeah. and that, I loved how, how well that part played out. Right. And the but even here, yeah. Go ahead, go
0: ahead. I was going to say the thing is, right now, as a kid, you're with He Man. Like, let's go chop mm-hmm. down this tree. It means nothing to you. You're sitting, you're going, it's a tree. We chop down trees all the time. We need them for, you know, uh, food and fuel, and you know, the fires and make our houses. Like, you're seeing nothing wrong with this until they actually get here, and then Sky Tree starts talking, and then it's and then it turns the whole thing on his head. And even as a kid, I I got it. Like, I didn't, not as deeply as I do now, but you understood. Like, now, wait a minute. How's this any different from him, like, killing his, killing a mother or a father or something, you know? Yep. Yeah. And Tull- Tullamore and his dogs are great designs. I just, this whole thing is great designs, great acting, everything. Mm hmm. You know, the trees acting to try and protect Sky Tree.
1: Yeah, I I like I like everything in that moment. It's like it's all converging into this moment. Then all of a sudden, the tree just starts talking. It's like, what the heck is happening here? But I even like to have that typical He-Man, you know, like throwing the sword from one hand to the other as he's about to chop it down. My father's life is
0: at stake, and if we don't bring you to Granomir as a gift, he won't tell us how to reverse the spell that has turned my father to crystal. Granomir Is that old dragon still jealous
1: of me? (laughs) Yes, and unless I bring you down for his fire pit, Man-at-Arms is doomed. Man-at-Arms? He is your
2: father? Yes. You know of him? I know the name. Through all of Eternia's long history, there has been a Man-at-Arms to uphold the cause of goodness. In a time now forgotten, one such man at arm saved this forest from the witches of fire. I am still in his debt. Then you'll help us. I have stood in this spot for countless ages. From my seeds, the forests were born. I am the soul of all that is green and good. Though I may fall, always exist wherever a tree spreads its branches to the sky. Take up your sword, man of Eternia, and save
1: your friend. Oh, thank you. Thank
0: you. Like, seriously, that is heavy for a kid's show. The tree is willing to die to give up his life for a guy he's never met, you know?
1: Well, (sighs) this episode does such a cool job of even the whole, like, uh, Granamere doing the whole, I've heard the name of He-Man whispered yeah. on legend. And now it's like they're even bringing in, well, a man at arms was was the one who saved yes. me when the the fire witches were invading. And it's like, I, I love the idea that this is the one. Larry Larry kind of blew the roof off the joint in this simple little episode that he wrote of saying there have been these protectors even before what we're getting to watch here and all that kind of stuff and it's really cool to think because that's something about this line I love is the history that you think of well what what, what was this and the ancient right. the, you know the elders and, and that and it's it's really cool
0: absolutely pick another gift or or send us to the realm of demons now
2: it would be my right to do so wouldn't it
0: it would wisdom
2: compassion and the honoring of a bargain who would have thought humankind would have improved so much in a thousand years i accept this gift Eman. in this book is the knowledge
0: You can thank me best by letting me sleep. <laughs> Never bother me again. Like that's the perfect end to all this.
2: Hmm. Let's go hunting a dragon.
0: <laughs>
1: that, that was mean, the, the that last moment was very police squad yeah. <laughs> it's, it's got all, you know like Frank's there at his desk and all of them were just around that they had that like stop the <laughs> you know the, the freeze frame freeze when frame, them laughing yeah. with their heads back and all it's just, it's very that but.
0: that's exactly what this episode needed because it had such mature topics and so much you know going on it's like Kids needed that laugh at the end there, you know, and Adam protecting, you know, his identity there, and it was, it's just, uh, uh, it's a masterpiece. I mean, with, with all that at the end of that, you, th- you're thinking, all right, this is it, you know, they're getting sent to the, the, the realm of, what, the realm of darkness or demons? The
1: right? realm of shadows or the demons, shadows. I think he said, you said, yeah.
0: Um. And you're like, how's He Man gonna get out of this one? And then is just like, you know, you know what, Human, you have proved me wrong. There are still, there is still good in Eternia. There are good men, and that at the end there, where you find out, like, actually, this wasn't even really about Sky Tree. It was about Grandamear testing He Man's humanity. You know, mm-hmm. and it, 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 it's, it's, I mean, it's. It's Star Trek The Next Generation when Q puts the Enterprise on trial. You know, it's... I mean, and that's heavy for a show aimed at, you know, eight, nine, ten-year-olds. Um, but even that, even then, there's a little bit of Grandmare, don't you think, where, like, even if He-Man had killed Skytree, that he still would have been... Like, Grandmare would have been happy with either outcome, I think. Yeah. Um, it, 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 he liked that he was proven that he finally found a human that was worthy of his time, but they also, I think would have been good, like a consolation prize. If he man had brought him sky tree and he got the burn. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. It was a, it was a all win situation for him mm-hmm. in this mm-hmm. case. And like, I still remember being a kid watching that episode and thinking to myself, I think he man's going to the realm of demons, to the realm of yes, shadows. That's what I'm like, saying. I, I, I really was scared for him to go back there. And then it was, right. it was the craziest thing when he, when he's like, oh, compassion and selflessness. And then yes. all of a sudden it's like, wait, he actually admires this guy now. Oh, my God. You know, it, yeah. it, it was such a great flipping the script moment uh, for me when I was a kid. Like, I, I'd say, you know, I was four or five, maybe six at the most when I saw this episode. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's there's definitely a surprise to that. But I, I, I you know, in general, that's what I like about these kind of stories. It's a morality tale, but it's done in a way where, you know, kids will just be, like, their minds are blown just hearing about this. Like I said, my daughter, that look on her face when I told her what the point of this episode was, it, it, like, she she was like, they could do that? Yeah. It's like some of right. these are really good for that reason.
0: No, yeah, I completely agree. It's like, And the, this is definitely one where the older you get, the more it means to you, the more you can, you know, you understand mm-hmm. the concept. But yeah, even as, even as... I mean, I remember this. The entire time I've been watching He-Man, I remember this episode. So I've been watching it since I was, you know, three, four years old. And it had always impacted me every time. You know, same thing. They were, at the end there, I thought they were done. I'm like, they're going to have to go to this, this realm and fight their way out of there. Like, this guy is not, you know, mm-hmm. he's not reneging on the bargain. And you mentioned earlier about the preachiness. So... Number one, you're watching this, it's actually packed all the way through. That 22 minutes I just went by was some of the quickest of my life because it boom, boom, boom. This story mm-hmm. does not let up. You're sent to a library, and this story does not <laughs> let up. Um,
1: That's true. Yeah,
0: and, but the thing is, now looking back at it, okay, so we've got the whole knowledge is power thing. You know, use books, use the library. That'll help you. Um, we got... He-Man throughout there teaching Tila that, you know, anger is not the way. You rushing into these rash, you know, these knee-jerk reactions, like you gotta stop. You know, she does it, she wants to go out to Skeletor instead of helping man at arms. You know, you've got you've got the whole uh uh humanity aspect uh, of He-Man, you know, being weighed, you know, uh that mm-hmm. you should show compassion and kindness and, and intelligence, you know. And then and then you've got the whole when is it, It's the when is it okay to take a life? You know, is it okay to take Skytree's life because it will save man-at-arms? Is one yeah. life more valuable than another? You know, all those lessons in there, and not, and not once does it feel preachy. Not once nope. does it feel like they're turning to the camera and going, you have to follow the Ten Commandments or something like that. You know what I mean? You just, yeah. You just pick up on it. So well written, I cannot say enough about how well written it this this episode is.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah this this one pretty much to me is like if you didn't start with the the original four mini comics this this is the essential reading of everything after that point. There's no way around it. Like this, like I said, it was adapted into mini comic form. It was yep. you know right here on the filmation episode. And it, it it's one of those episodes that it really just sticks with you, and uh, you know uh, me being who I am, it, I still look back at this one and I'm like I, I love I love the morality it's showing in action basically and i love I love that instead of being preachy and just using its words, it's by deeds showing yes. this is what's going on. and you know i I like that they had Tila at one of her most she she's just ready to do whatever it takes to get her dad back. And Mm -hmm. I love that, you know, they have her at her most extreme and yet they have he-man tempering, like I said, and the way he did that there, it's like, uh, you know, in any other case, they could have had it where, when he says, I'm not going to do this, they could have made her do something crazy. They didn't. I, I love that too. It's like, you know, she realized hey, maybe this isn't the greatest solution either in that moment where he says, I, I can't take a life to save a life, you know, and all that. And I mean that's the whole point of the heroes. It's just that simple. Exactly. It's, you know, and it's like, if you're going to be the good guy, yeah, it, it, you know, there are times in different franchises where we, we you can address stuff like that. But in this one, it's like, no, it works. Right. So.
0: No, exactly. And uh, yeah, this should be required viewing or anybody that wants to work on the brand, like I don't, I don't care what you're doing. I don't care if you're making mini comics, comics. You're making a new movie. Uh, I don't care. You're making T-shirts. You need to see Dragons Get Before you're allowed to make a He-Man T-shirt. That's mm-hmm. that's just my opinion. Well,
2: that's, it's uh,
0: it, it's one of those it's one of those premiere episodes. It not only defines filmation, but for me, it defines the brand and what the brand should be. A lot of the central aspects,
1: you know. This, this is, again, I said it, um, I said it when we covered, I think it was Lessons. Yeah. Um, It would have been amazing to see Larry had been able to head a show about He-Man at some point, instead of just being a writer on the show. Because, you know, his, his take on it is something that, it's still relevant, and it's still like I—I I don't know anybody who would talk badly about any episode he's worked on, and I know the one episode that I uh, was that the comet, um, uh, the comet one, comment. the cosmic comet one yeah. we, that we just did. I know he had a hand in that episode, but when it's just Larry being able to be himself and do his thing, right. like those episodes are airtight in how well the story's told the the overall mythology and he imbues more mythology into the stuff he does because he's looking at it as just, you know, I want to make this a fleshed out world and that's what helps make people enjoy it more because everything that I've seen that I could think of quickly off the top of my head, like he introduced the Ramstone into 2000 X and stuff like that. That wasn't there that I remember from filmation at least. And then he brought Granamir into the whole mythology as well, which like I said, fan favorite character i don 't care who you are like i 'm not the biggest filmation guy, but I saw I get mad props to the granir because yeah, he 's that character, mm-hmm. so you know like based on those two things alone and i 'm trying to think of other ones where right off the top of my head i can 't think of anymore, but based on those two things, that was enough for me to go he He managed to create some world building that really impacted me as a fan and that is awesome. So if he could have written the series Bible to a new series and incorporate some of those things and let it, let it go. OK, what would you do with it? You know, I, right. I that would have been like me having Christmas as a as an adult, you know, just being able to hear what he would have done with the brand if he could have took it yeah. in a direction of his own. Yeah,
0: if only what could have been.
1: Exactly. Um, but we got this. We got we got, we got some really we good got ones got lot to stuff. have as. It, it, his legacy is pretty well established in this, so yeah.
0: Exactly. Um, so I'll just I'll just say it because I think it's no surprise because of all the touting I've been doing. Uh, ten out of ten, perfect episode. I I honestly even with this episode like. Yeah. Usually I came up with something to change. I can't think of a single thing I would possibly change about this. This the, the pacing, the flow, the action, the story, the lessons, everything is just perfect. Ten out of ten.
1: I give it a one, but then you put a zero behind that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I gotta give you some crap sometime. I we can't agree f- on every five, episode. F- and another I'll five. Give, I give it a five <laughs> and another five, or I'll give it a four and a couple, a couple of threes behind it. You know, <laughs> yeah. Um, <sighs> like there, there, there are episodes of Filmation that transcends what people like, and and I, I don't want to be the Filmation hater. I'm not, but you know, like Filmation has a certain like this is this is a stellar episode, and it, it's it's this is the good stuff, and. You know, thanks to uh, thanks to the late, great Larry Dottilio for being able to work in the brand, being able to introduce the elements he did into this. And uh, like I said, to what could have been if we could have handed him the keys to the car? You know, and just seen what he would have done with it. But uh, okay. it, the moral of this is is effective even to today. When it was a kid, it shook me how impressive that moral was. And So There you go. Granamere
0: that's all you need
1: <laughs> <laughs> pretty much it helps yeah so. and i
0: think i think everybody can agree on that no matter like you said even the ones who don't like filmation necessarily they they still love grandemir like he's just a character that has tr- transcended everything you know
1: mhm so I will say me being the 2000 X guy a little bit more, I do think 2000 X really needed a Gran Amir character in the episodes they did because I could feel the lacking of that sort of a important character. And yeah, I, I do feel like somewhere in season one, there should have been an episode similar to this, um, preferably written by Larry to if that could have been done as well. But yeah, yeah they nice. they missed the boat on that one unfortunately, so and I think they like well there was probably copyright reasons they couldn't do it because filmation had the copyright to the character
0: <sighs> well, I'm guessing the, well, but they'd worked out the filmation they had worked out a filmation deal because we got evil Seed and we got count marzo um and and that's the thing they had a filmation detail or a filmation deal. But they never really came out and said exactly what the deal was. We just knew that they could use uh-huh. some stuff. Uh, I think. The, I think the most of the speculation has been the the no talking animals. Uh, we believe is what killed it. That makes sense. They want. They felt they uh, Mike Young Productions wanted to try and keep the show as serious as possible, so they took away mm-hmm. Granger's voice. Um, and I believe they were hesitant to do any of that. Like, they, they had their, like, Filmation had both. They had the dragons that were just the mindless beasts. And then they had the smart dragons, the intelligent ones like Grandamere and, yeah, you know, others. And uh, uh, Mike Young didn't seem to want to do that. Either you were you were a sentient mm. being or you were an animal. And we, just as fans have speculated that that's kind of the divide. That
1: this makes why sense. why we never
0: got a Grandamere.
1: Yeah, that makes sense, but I'm not gonna lie, that makes me sad because Yeah. Like I i I know you and I have had our thing and there's been fans out there, you know, about talking cringe or talking battle cat. And to to be honest, it was kind of fun to see a non talking version in that series for me at least, because hey, you know, you're you're making him look a little more primal in that way. Although he gets knocked out every episode, so whatever. He does. But <laughs> <laughs> it's like if any action's going on, he just gets knocked out and that's the end of it and yeah, Chris, uh, uh, what's his name? Chris Tucker's there and doing his Friday. You got not the out, you know, and all that. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, Gran Amir, I think would have been one where I would have completely excused the non, you know, having the yeah. animals talking for that episode because that was a special, you know, special case in
0: point. Oh no, I, so. I completely agree. They should have gone off eternity too But yeah. once again, what could have been.
1: Yes, that's true. We're, we're just going to get sadder and sadder if we keep doing this. So let's yes. move on.
0: We'll do that on our 2000 <laughs> X episode. So,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh so next, it's time for our newest segment: remastering their universe. All right, it's time for remastering their universe. So, what are we talking, what are we going to remaster today, Sean?
1: Well, this one, (laughs) there's a history behind why we chose this one, because I thought it was one thing, and you reminded me it was another, but. I'm seeing, I'm wondering if you're
0: going to pull out the correct title right now. Because all week long you kind of slipped back and forth. I keep forth.
1: saying both one way or the other. I know you do. I, this, so this just this just shows how much I don't like this episode. I don't even remember the title properly. <laughs> Let me see. Uh, if I'm wrong here, then feel free. Oh, I will. It's not my fault, right? Yay, right. You got it right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> All week was, long we were talking. I kept saying talking. I didn't do it. I didn't
0: do it. That's what Sean calls this episode. He's like, I, we should, I, 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 we should, I
1: should do I it. didn't do it. I don't do want to watch it. <laughs> oh, uh. this episode. Oh, yeah. So this uh, this one was one that uh, when – I've told Matt this a few times. But I, I get to tell uh, our listeners now. When the box sets came out, uh, yeah. the BCI ones, uh, I had a, like a viewing party at my apartment. It was me, my roommate, and a buddy of mine, and we just sat there just binging He-Man for an evening. And this episode came up, and a buddy of mine – number one, we, we couldn't stop laughing because this episode, we couldn't get how bad this thing got. Yes. And on top of that, like to this day, I hear my buddy going, "This is Zigan. We should worship him," and all this stuff. And I, oh (laughs) god, it brings back good memories of us watching it. But when I watch this, it makes me sad because I still can't believe this is an episode that happened in the Filmation series. Right. So.
0: Yeah, this is this is the 37th episode. um, So just a few episodes away from Dragon's Gift. I was just gonna
1: say that's impressive.
0: It was written by Ron and Sam Schultz, and it was directed by Ed Friedman. Uh, the, the episode directly before this one was The Search, and then right after this one is Valley of Power. So it's sandwiched right in between two of the better episodes. Um, this
1: is the island of Filmation, I this think. This is the For that reason. Of it's it's like there's there's pretty decent episodes on either side, but this is just boom, right in the... Yeah. Talk about the yeah, abyss. They, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This, I couldn't this... help it. It just slipped out. <laughs> <laughs> this is Ugh. the
0: one... Quick recap for those of you who don't remember the episode. So you've got Orko playing with this, this jungle villager named Pody. Uh, a young girl um, and they end up raking some stuff in man arm's lab by throwing a ball through the window and rather than fess up to what they did and take their punishment uh Pody decides to run off instead um, while this and and she's the daughter of the the vi- the tribe's leader so while this is so she runs off, and this evil villain um oh anyway, Rago.
1: Rego Rago. Rago. Yeah.
0: Uh he he is luckily trying to find her at that time because she's the only one who can get the uh the more stones. The more fire sto- stones. More fire, yeah. yeah. I can't talk, guys, I'm sorry. Uh and he needs those to take over the village. So luckily he kidnaps her in the vine jungle, goes and collects the more fire stones, and tries to take out the tribal leader and we follow he-man man-at-arms Tila, and they later join up with her father as they trek very very slowly through the jungle to rescue her
1: and um, and don't forget zegon
0: we, ha- we have Z-gon. <laughs> we have zegon
1: we have zegon zegon
0: is is this robotic rhinoceros type vehicle i don't
1: and oh. and he 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 wants to get the more Firestones in order to activate Z Gon yeah. to full power, but still Z Gon before this, even before he has the more Firestones, still has enough power that it's doing some damage, so it makes you just kinda go, Well, what's full power gonna be like on this thing? Because it yeah. seems like it works just fine as is.
0: Yeah, it, yeah, it, well I don't know if it works just fine, but it it works. Um It works, yeah. Yeah, it's this weird robotic three-legged elephant or rhino with with attack track tile style treads. Man, this yeah, this is throwing the whole episode off the rails here, Sean. Why'd you pick this?
1: Um, <laughs> I just complained quite a lot, and you just heard me. That's basically what happens.
0: <laughs> so, I mean, I mean this this episode is, is bad on so many levels. Um, but let's, let's start with Z-Gon. That's my number one thing. Let's start with Z-Gon. This thing looks ridiculous and, uh, it's not imposing. It's not intimidating. It's this weird rhino shaped body with these long legs with treads on them. It doesn't even look like it should be able to make it through the jungle easily. Like it's not, they threw the treads on there. I think as an attempt to try and be like an attack track, like all terrain vehicle, but it doesn't come across like that. And then it's got a mm-hmm. jump and stuff. Like, it jumps by, like, just, like, Hanna-Barbearing, like, boing. Like, it yeah. jumps over a chasm. Um, so, number one, z needs a better design. Go full, you know, it was described as, as a three-legged, rhino-like robot in the script. Okay, number one, drop the three-legged. Because three-legged yeah. anything is not a good all-terrain vehicle. You know, um... I say go full-on robotic rhino, like a big Transformers type of, you know, menacing rhinoceros, you know, mm-hmm.
1: vehicle. That's my yeah, opinion. Yeah, I could buy that. I could buy that. I, like, I think my biggest issue with that in general was when you first see him, Rago says, this is Egon. We shall worship him. Yeah. It made it sound like it was supposed to be this, uh, this like, deity of some right. sort. Like it, it should have been like a statue made to, to worship this deity called Zegon. Yep. So when you see what it is, it's like, this looks like something you threw together out of man in arms, spare, spare parts from the palace. It, it's, it's, I, I kind of wanted it to be something along the lines of it maybe could be a, a, a like a, like a statue that ends up, he gets the more stones, Okay, all right, good. We're on the... Ugh, this keep, is going, keep going, keep uh, um, <laughs> going! The more fire Stones to bring it to life, so then through the power of Z-Gon, which I, I keep wanting to say Egon because of Ghostbusters, because we got a Z, that's it. But he would use Z-Gon in order to control the jungle then. And, and that would be his... Th- and I guess yes. it would have been, hey, I had the fire Stones and therefore you answer to me, I'm worshiping you, blah, 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 blah. You know? It's like the right. whole premise of it's just this giant attack track with a rhino face and three treads. Like it, it right. just, like you're saying, I don't, I don't like the design of it. I think it's definitely one of the weakest designs of anything, uh, especially of what it's supposed to be that Filmation created. And I, the whole "we shall worship him" line always yes. confused the hell out of me as well.
0: And that—that's what I had here too. I had along the same lines. I said, "Make, make Rago actually find Zigon and have it be some sort of like ancient tech, like a like an yes. a, even if you want to keep it robotic, you know. Which again, with remastering, we try and keep within the parameters that are here. So keep it robotic, but have it be this this. I mean, it doesn't have to be ancient, really. Just have it be this abandoned warship that he found. Like it was just mm-hmm. a vehicle. He found it." After he was kicked out of the tribe, and he got a bunch of other outcasts together, he's like, "Look at what I found. Let's worship it. It'll bring us to victory, you know." And then mm-hmm. they need it needs a little power boost. So then he's like, "We need to we need to track down the more firestorm stones, you know,
2: mm-hmm.
0: to to get him up to full power, you know, and that way we can take over the village. Like
2: mm-hmm.
0: that works for me, you yep. know." Um. Yeah. Another thing I had, um, let's talk, let's talk about Raygo for a minute here. All right. Let's do it. So for being kind of, kind of, kind of a ridiculous villain and not much happening in the episode, he has one, a very extensive backstory to him. Mm-hmm. Do you remember what it is? it's uh he
1: i i remember like i, I know the i remember <laughs> the chief was the one to tell the backstory yes <laughs> and and that i don't remember as well but i know in in uh, from the perspective of podi she says you were supposed to keep vines out of the drinking water and that was a very important job right. with our tribe yes, and and i love i love that his reply back was it was a a girl and it's like yeah wow, (laughs) he's, he's all about the cred. He's all about having the respect and all this kind of stuff. But but the backstory, I I don't remember it exactly. For those who
0: who don't remember exactly. So Rago was, uh, in charge of the village's water supply. He was, he was the water, he was the water department basically. And he was in charge of keeping it clean and, and drinkable and, you know, everything. um, but he didn't do his job. So he got fired from being water manager. And then he went, he turned to a life of crime and was a thief, (laughs) but then he was bad at being a thief. So then he got caught and then he got sent to the prison mines and he was too lazy at the prison mines and he he didn't do his work. And so he ended up breaking out and now he's trying to find the more firestones. stones, uh, to power Zigan to take over the village. You know what? He he's got this whole story here, but it's very much uh,
1: li- like, do we need that? Like, <laughs> no, we don't. Um, that's why I don't even remember it because it was so yeah. crazy that I'm like ah. Because
0: it's a setup. The whole thing with this episode is a setup about taking responsibility for yourself. Um, that's. In case you didn't catch it in the it, the title or if you watched the episode, I don't know how you couldn't have caught it. But the whole thing is about taking responsibility. So they were trying to show Rago as like the extremely unresponsible guy, you know, which mm-hmm. to me, it's like, I don't know. I just like like simplify it. Like if you wanted to make him in charge of the village's water and he was lazy and didn't do a good job, that's fine. Like Cobra Commander was a used car salesman. So okay, he's mm-hmm. he's an ex waterman, water department worker. Like that's cool, but I don't know. There's just some bad during the episode when like he was this, and then he was that, and then he was that, and then he even did this, and then he went over there, and then his mother did this, and we we had them for dinner every Sunday, and it's like, dude, simplify,
2: yeah, simplify
0: well, or well, leave it out well, entirely, you know. But but I think you need to kind of make Rago the irresponsible one. Like it's you got to go with the lesson here. It is a good lesson. But this episode beats
1: you over the head with it. Yeah, I I actually clocked it last night out of curiosity. And with you take out the actual mm-hmm. intro, so say thirty seconds of the episode you're taking away.
2: Sure.
1: Within the first two and a half minutes of this episode, you got to the point of what the whole <laughs> moral is. And throughout the episode, yeah. you're constantly getting hit over the head with the fact that it's about taking responsibility. And yeah. everything Pody does is making you just cringe and get annoyed because <laughs> she's just running away from everything. Yep. So yeah. Um, when it comes to Rego, like, yeah, simplifying him would be nicer. And there, I feel like he, he's such a caricature of a villain anyway. Like the way he's played the way half the stuff he even says in the episode, is not even like nothing about him is scary. Nothing about him is yep. imposing. He's using Z Gon to be that, and it's just him. Yeah. And I, I just feel like he's just such a pointless yeah. character. And, like, okay, you know, if you want to bring across the whole responsibility thing and all that stuff, they could have gone 2000X with this idea mm-hmm. instead of how they did it on 2000X. And the chief could have just been his brother. And yeah. so he looks at his, at the chief as, well, you're the one that's all responsible. You're in charge of everything, da-da-da-da-da. And you made me in charge of the water supply. Yeah. And it's that whole, you know, eh, I'm not going to take responsibility because why should I? You know, and yeah. all that kind of crap. Yeah. It's like, there you go. Simple. He made right, he simple. gave him the this job and he's like, this is going to be how, you know, if you do this, then we'll graduate you to this. And then you go to this and you get more responsibility. And he just keeps on shirking it. And yeah. okay. You know, that's the end. And of that's it. it. And I –
0: and that's actually kind of why the character almost worked for me. Like, his dialogue's bad, don't get me wrong. He needs, mm. like, all the dialogue needs a complete rewrite throughout. I'm sorry, you know, guys, but it, it does. This was just not <laughs> a well-written episode. But I actually kind of like the fact that he was, like, he was a pointless villain. Because he is that that irresponsible guy. He's the guy, the second it gets tough, he's like, I'm done, you know? Like he probably, mm-hmm. he probably took that water manager job gra- gladly because the pay was probably like nice, <laughs> you know, Woo-hoo. good level of power. <laughs> I mean, think about it: your utilities, especially in a village, that's a pretty big step. Like food, water, shelter; those are the big three. Yeah. You live in a jungle, the vine jungle. At that, it's, it's not even a regular jungle where it's like we got to watch out for animals. This is like that dandelion over there could eat me, you know? Yeah. So. I think he, 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 the fact that he liked the power, he liked the prestige, but he didn't actually want to do the job. Like, that's who he is as a villain. And I could get behind that if if written properly. Like, this guy who just, even at the end here, like, once Zekon's taken out, he's like, all right, I'm done. You know, it's like, that's, uh, you know. That, it's, that, it's It could work is what I'm saying. It could work. It...
1: It could, but I think the problem with a villain like that in particular is he gives up so easily that it almost makes it pointless to have, like, He-Man caliber of a hero going up against him in a sense. It's like he, the, the whole thing, like, like uh, when I was thinking of, well, because well, we also talked, the other thing uh, about this episode is it's padded.
0: Oh, and it is incredibly. padded to oh, the point
1: where I think God. the story probably would have taken only half the episode to tell, right. but we have tons, like you were saying, uh, uh privately there's panning shots. I mean, the first, yeah. but the I first, love
0: panning uh, shots. don't get me wrong. I love panning shots.
1: Yeah, yeah. But when you, when you do it, like, okay, the first <laughs> shot you get is it's going through the stars in space. And then yeah. you see Eternia and you're zooming in and then you're going into the palace and then you're zooming in and then you're going into a specific area of the palace and you're zooming in. And then on top of that, like you were saying, uh, the, <laughs> the jungle, <laughs> well, here we go. We have, we have the same stock image of Tila yeah. doing the whole, using her bow to get through oh, the, yes, the underbrush through. and all that stuff. And, and he man's yeah. doing his chopping this there's or a that. Two, uh, there's a two
0: minute bit
1: where they're clearing
0: yeah. the path to go through the forest Man arms is even. Man arms had a path. I don't know if you caught that, but the one that Man arms goes up against, like there's a there's a vine directly in front of him, and there's nothing over here. He could have yeah. easily sidestepped, but he was like, "Well, he man and Tila are doing it, so."
1: <laughs> you know well, why why don't I have an action scene and all that and even uh, even like at the end it's basically yeah. everybody has a villain that they're fighting against in this <laughs> and it's like all of these guys the the worst villain in the entire episode is the dude that fights man- in arms because he's got more fight in him than, than Rago had he did he, that was actually a
0: good fight but it was such <laughs> I, I thought so too it's literally at the end there guys if you haven't watched the episode while. He-Man is, like, he's got Z-Gon, which is the Rhino vehicle. He's literally tipping it upside down and shaking it to get the bad guys to drop out. Yeah. And as they drop out, like, the first one drops out, and he's just a henchman, and he goes running off. And then Man Arms follows him, and they get into a fight. And then Man Arms defeats him. And then it puts back, and He-Man's still shaking the thing. And the second villain (laughs) falls out. And then that villain yeah, runs you. off. And then Tila goes and gets Tila. him. Yeah. And, and she. Did the Chief do it too? I want to say even the Chief had one, did he?
1: I don't know. I don't think the Chief did, it but just then. Two? Uh, it was two Ray-go or three henchmen, and then, and then Rago
0: and then He Man got him. You know? But it's like they. they It wasn't even happening at the same time where, like, they all dump out and you're cutting back and forth. It was literally like, let's go follow Man Arms. Let's go follow Tila. Let's go follow He Man. Like three separate yeah. battles at the end here that weren't even that exciting.
1: You know, no. except for the Man
0: at Arms one was pretty good. I like that one.
1: The, the Man at Arms one, I think, is actually one of the best parts of this episode, and that's saying something because you'd think like He Man should have that moment, and instead it's Man at Arms, and it's like you know he he has it over this chasm, and it's Man. this really narrow walkway, and the two of them are like duking it out across this walk way and i actually really thought that was cool because it's got moments where it's like okay he could tumble off and probably like yeah. fall forever or whatever and yeah there's some nice drama to how they they choreographed that but everything else it's just like it's, it, it's almost like this is a gimme because like when they fall out of sea, God, and it's just like okay run that way we'll have to heal again that way. It, it's almost like a you know, potluck you know
0: the same thing with the chasm. There's a they have to ca- cross. Or Z-Gon takes out the bridge, and they have to cross this like canyon. Oh and
1: yeah. And they
0: they they literally show like they they shoot a line across. He Man goes across and set, sets up a uh, a zip line basically. But they zip actually line, show them yes. like setting it up. Like they they yeah. show them like tie the rope here. I'll jump over. I tie it over here. I get the hook out. I put the hook on. I send it back. Tila gets on the zipline. She goes. She sends it back. Man Arms gets on the zipline. He goes. He sends it yep. back. It's like, what are we doing here, guys? Um,
1: In in the span of that whole sequence, that would have been when I turned off the TV and went back and played with my toys so I didn't have to be dealing with this stuff anymore. Because, yeah, this one.
0: <laughs> seriously. I, I will say, well, I, r- real quick, real quick, just sorry, I just happened to glance at the filmation guide, and it says for deleted scenes, uh, in, the more scr- zip in the script, Chief Merlot pursues an escaping guard, too. So in the script, he did. The Chief did pursue a guard at the end there, but they did cut that. That's confirmation. So it was just the two guards in Rago. But there were supposed to be three guards in Rago, and Chief would have had his fight too.
1: That that would have turned it into the only other two parter besides House Sister Cody. That they would have gone that way, because dear God, <sighs> like I mean, I I think the padding needs to go. Yes, I said I that also too. think. Uh, well, well, uh, uh, but yeah, I also think the initial. Thing with uh the initial uh beginning of the episode needs to go, yeah, because that's when they already hit you over the head with the moral and throughout the episode you're just gonna keep hitting your head against the wall with this thing lesson, I, okay see. lesson
0: at the beginning, question mark question mark question mark,
1: literally like I said, two literally. and a half minutes into the episode, they break his molecular something, I forget what the term of it is, but they, 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 they have a ball go through the window into his lab and it's the, and it's the typical Oracle, so it's like, I don't even need, well, for me, I don't need a, a, I don't need him to have an accomplice. I mean, they have the whole, oh, well, Well, why don't we just tell him, and maybe it won't be as bad. And and then she just does the no and she runs off and I'm like, I I I don't like her character based on that. (laughs) already yeah. so it's hard for me even like her going into the rest of this episode even though yeah she's a kid she needs to go back home i get it instead of being kidnapped but
0: and i i, th- I think i don't mind the setup i, I the, the breaking the thing and then running off that that's fine to me but don't preach like there's literally well number one orko should have ran off with her so, we we shouldn't have had... To me, we shouldn't have had the Orko and Man-at-Arms and Adam scene. It should have been Orko and Pody like, shit, let's get out of here. Because we mm-hmm. all did that with kids when we broke something. And there, especially when there was a group of us. It's like, scatter! You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. And, and so, it should have been both of them taking off. And literally, there's a scene with Man-at-Arms and Adam where they literally say the moral to each other. Yeah. Adam's like, yeah, you should have just fessed up. And Man-at-Arms is like, Adam, how many times when you were a kid did you mess up? And he's like, a lot. Uh, and man, Arms goes, how ma- how many? And wasn't the wasn't your fear of punishment always worse than the actual punishment? And Adam's like, oh yeah, you know, like mm-hmm. they let. Li- they- it's not even just having the lesson at the beginning. It's they literally. Tur- they might as well just turn to a camera like we are now and gone. Kids,
1: tell mm-hmm. your parents what you did. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's it, it was that's what needs he- to go. The, this this one had the beginning moral instead of the ending moral, because the ending moral basically covers everything that you saw in the first two right. minutes of the episode. So. So, yeah, like I, I I don't know. I kind of wish that that was gone and I wish they could have addressed it a different way. But if we're if we're within the confines, it makes sense. But yeah. I, I don't know. There's there's still this. I think Orko should have went with her. Yes, because then it would have had it would have had them on high alert. Now, okay, you know, number one, she's visiting us, and now he's gone with her. What the heck, you know? And then they're they're on high alert, trying to go after and all that. Right, and it
0: it adds kind of the missing child thing into it too. Like, mm -hmm. where did they go? Like, you don't even have to address the broken thing. You you loop back to that at the end, Um, you know. But now you can play with the the taking responsibility and. Not going anywhere without telling a parent and, you know, the fear of losing a child like there Mm -hmm. are some better stories in there if you go that way.
1: Definitely. And, you know, like that would have been more that would have been more the direction. I think it would have been a lot more Mm -hmm. interesting to watch. I wouldn't say more fun because when you're dealing with those kind of themes, it's not exactly fun to watch, but it's like, that's the kind of stuff where it's like, you know, oh crap, you know, these kids are in over their heads, and the, on top of that, then you have Rago kidnapping both of them then, and, like, I mean, he does that anyway, technically, in the episode. But right. it's the whole, you know, him him having these kids, and then on top of that, her being able to unlock the, she can hold the more firestone, so it's the, right. you know, her being a conduit to having him have a bigger role of a, of the villain and all that stuff. It's like, it is a convoluted as heck story in that way because that's that's like something that it's out of left field. Like right. typically when they introduce some of these characters that we don't know, they will actually oh, – oh, well, this is Prince Adam's cousin and she's from here and there's this about – and then at least going into the rest of the story, you're like, oh, this is what it's going to – this is how this character is supposed to come into play. This this whole thing with the more Firestone thing hits like middle of the episode I want to say. And it's just out of left field, like, oh, well, here's this whole history going on. And I'm like, I'd rather have been a little more knowledgeable about what that's all about. Because, like I yep. said, when, when the more Firestones are activated with Z-Gon, I'm like, it didn't really do much more than what Z-Gon was doing already. So what the right. heck? In, in my opinion. No, maybe, I, maybe I'm wrong.
0: No, I agree. And I actually had it here where um, instead of opening at the Palace... It sh- to me, it should have opened with uh, Rago finally finding Zegon and activating him. Um, yeah, and- that would have been good. And that way, so so you're, you know, you're still throwing in unknown. But if you if you open up a scene in like this ancient temple, say you know in the deep in the vine jungle, and it's it's Rago and these mysterious goons. And they're, like, breaking through these ancient seals or whatever. And, you know, finding Zigon and, you know, okay, guys, hope he still works. You know, and he, it powers up and everything. And then have Rago explain his plan, which gives you the exposition that you're looking for, which I felt was needed, too. You know, mm-hmm. oh, my, let's let's make him the chief's brother. I like that. Um, my, my brother, he'll rue the day he kicked me out of the tribe. You know, mm-hmm. I'm going to get Zigon. Uh and I'm gonna take over the village and have let his lackeys be dumb, you know. Um you know, um uh, let them be dumb. Let them be like, well, but the boss, you know, the, the chief, he's very powerful. He's got his scepter and everything. How are we gonna take him down? And oh, we're gonna find the more fire stones, these ancient yeah. stones that go grant. Uh, Unlimited power to Zegon. We will worship him. You know. Yeah.
1: There you go. There you and and it, it.
0: And I think that's what's missing there. I think you're missing that introduction because you want that right off the bat. You want to yeah. know where we're going, who we're seeing. A lot of these episodes introduce new characters and everything, and uh, but they usually explain them. And this one just kind mm-hmm. of went into it.
1: Well, I'll do one better for you on that because I like that. I didn't even think of that concept, but I like that idea. And then on top of that, the next scene should have been maybe they were doing some sort of a ritual in the um, in the village. Yeah. And they had like because it's Pody and her and Orko obviously have this friendship that we see in the beginning. Well, then Pody has Orko. Prince Adam and man at arms and maybe Tila and they're representing the Royal uh, family and stuff like that. And they're there to witness this thing of maybe she's like come of age with the whole more thing I was thinking. And then it's like, you get here's who is the conduit that he needs to do what he wants yeah. to do. And it's shown, not told. exactly And that's the main thing too, is, you know, you, you have this ritual and it's like, it, 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 and and you could have uh, Man at Arms and Adam talking to the ch- Chief Merlot and oh well Cody's come of age and now we yeah. have to anoint her as she will be the keeper of the Morfire Stones and mm-hmm. if it wasn't for these stones our our village would be you know we we would not be as bountiful as we are or whatever right. it is and have you know the food and the water that we need and da 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 da, da. and it, it, it's that whole idea and it's 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 got that Indiana Jones thing then too it's the whole. You know, like Temple of Doom, he's got to you got to get yep. these stones back. So this village isn't in danger on top of the fact his brother's just being a dick, basically. And the Z-Gon thing, it's like, all right, it, it, it kind of in that way, it gives it a little bit of a more. I don't want to say a race against time, but it does give it more stakes because okay. this episode doesn't have a huge amount of those for it being a kidnapping episode. <laughs> <laughs> I love okay. how every time I point something out, you just point at your paper, because we do understand had, right what, here, what makes sense here. <laughs> no stakes. There are
0: no stakes in this episode. Kind of the missing kids, but even then, like, not really. Like, it never feels like it. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, I like that. So, you you open up with, with Rago uh, and z then you go to, you know, them doing a ceremony or whatever at the village, and then go to where Orko and and pody are messing around and end up breaking something because i think that doesn't need i think that is an integral part you know yeah
1: yeah i, I like to the, the, the idea story it, as it is it, and then, whatever well just whatever's broken should be something maybe it should be something that is ancient or it meant something that, to the tribe instead we'll of keep, it being maybe something we it it all in the vine
0: jungle Yeah,
1: Uh, that's what I'm saying. There's no, it's like the one episode you were like, we're going to too many places. We don't need to start in the Royal Palace. Let's just keep it with this village. Keep it with this tribe.
0: Right. So then they, they scatter, they take, I have a bunch of kids there. So, you know, kids get Mm -hmm. stupider the more that are there. Like you, you're pretty smart. You and your buddy are pretty smart. Like you, your buddy, that girl you're trying to impress, those two kids from down the street that older kid that, you know, you want to look cool in front of. Once all those guys are together, you do some stupid stuff. Let's, yes. let's be honest here. Um, mm-hmm. So let's say there's a whole group of kids. And that actually gives you the direction to go in. Like, there's a whole group of kids. Something happens, and they all scatter. Um, and so then you've got a point where once they're looking for her, they, they find some of the other kids, and they're like, well, what happened? And let the other mm-hmm. kids be like well we broke this and they took off with it into the jungle and mm-hmm. then the, and then the adults, he-man and team go we got to go find them because you know ragos in the area you know mm-hmm. so yeah that leads you into that and then once you're in the vine jungle make these make this place menacing we've seen this vine jungle menacing plenty of times and here it's all just kind of tickling vines
1: you know well it- in, in the one part, He Man just walks right up to one of the Venus flytrap plants, the catcher plant they mm-hmm. call it. He just walks right up to it and it eats him. It's like, well, that's why he—that's why it ate you. Yeah. Like, seriously, he just walked right up to the damn thing. It's right. not like you were even like worrying about. And this, even then, he know? just kind of like he's like, ugh, 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 you know. And he yeah, does it,
0: his typical bust out, and it's like,
1: Come yeah. On. And, and when it explodes, it's like confetti, so that automatically just yeah. feels weird to me too. So I didn't appreciate.
0: I mean, it's like, it's like, make it, make it so that that actually, uh, you know, if you want to do that, you know, make it actually like threatening to swallow him, like have him stuck in its jaws and like you have teeth and I don't know, like they just give some stakes there. You know, I'm fine mm-hmm. with a chase through the vine jungle, but make, make, don't drag it out that much. I don't want to see him zip line I don't want to see every character in the show do a separate zip line with a special twirl, you know? This isn't a diving contest, you know what I mean?
1: And um, also swinging on vines a lot in yeah. this episode too. That's like a huge thing at the end with Man getting getting a rago and all that, and it's like yeah. everybody swings on vines. Okay.
0: But you don't know about uh, what was that like tangle tangle vines or something like that that he just like kind of like
1: he just drops on him and suddenly on him that's the, the end, end he's of it.
0: Like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> he just gave up like everything else. There you go.
0: But he, honestly, I think even with the, you know, even with the scenes we've added here, I think I think we're running pretty good here. So then you have you have a a journey through the vine jungle to catch uh to catch up with them at the temple. Cut to cut to a couple of scene, you know. Yeah, go ahead.
1: One other idea, the vine jungle sequence should be at night. I think the whole thing cool. should take place at night sure. because that's the whole Holy crap! Th- these kids are gone, and it's sunset, and now we're in the vine jungle, and so we got to get the, out of the, you know that that whole thing is like it it it'll heighten it. In
0: that so way. we're at we're at the day, it's daytime when Rago finds Egon. It's daytime for yep. the ceremony.
1: The uh, ceremony, and it's like
0: it's like dusk when they're playing their game. Everything's winding mm-hmm. down, and then as we're heading into the vine jungle, it turns to night. Really,
1: and it, it would be like, like okay, okay. They're, they're about to go back to the palace. Like they're about mm-hmm. to leave. And then all of a sudden they're looking around. Where's Orko? Right. Oh wait, where's Pody? Where's and, Pody? and it's like, the, it's, it, you mount the whole thing of, oh, you know, where are where, these people? Where's Look, Orko? They're gone. Where's Pody? Where are the kids? They were playing with the
0: kids. <laughs> Where'd the kids yeah. go? Have a garden yeah. up. Sir, Rego's been spotted on the borders of our territory. And it's like, boom, boom, boom. because you can Yeah, see, mount the tension. Have, have Chief Merlo as a dad, like, I mean, I don't know about you, but there, there, there have been uh, quick moments as a parent where you think your kid's missing, and and yep. and you know, I me- I remember my youngest daughter. I, we were in the apartment; she was just starting to crawl around, right? Like, she wasn't even mm-hmm. walking yet, and we're in the apartment, doors locked, like. She's got to be in the apartment somewhere. I, I know that as a person. I know that now. Logically, I knew that then. I went to use the bathroom or something, left her in the living room for just a moment, came back, and she was just gone.
2: Mm-hmm. Go,
0: Aubrey, Aubrey, you know, I'm calling for, you know, where are you? You know, not that she will answer me, but usually they'll come towards the sound of your voice. Mm-hmm. Nothing. No movement anywhere in the living room. Look in the kitchen. Look in the bedroom. it? Like You can logically tell me, that she's somewhere in the house and I know she has to be, but in my mind, my mind's already going. She got out of the house. She's in the street. Someone took her like, you know, that just your mind goes like that, yep. you know, as a parent and, um and just, and, and, and to see that with chief Merlot in that moment, that could be really good. And I think filmation could pull that off.
1: Mm-hmm. Definitely. And, and, I mean, like that would have been that to me would have been the moment where like, you know, you have him freaking out because she's not there and you have man at arms. try. Well, you know, let's think, let's look back at this. And then all of a sudden, like you said, the guard or the the, the, one of the tribes people, we've just we've just confirmed that, you know, Ray goes in the vine jungle and da, 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 da. -da. And then that would be like the chief turning to them and, and being like. You know, help me, please, you know, and Adam, like he steps back and it's by the power of grace. And it's like, yeah, like anytime He-Man steps up in that moment, especially and just the whole, you know, him him taking charge as this whole nighttime sequence happens with them trying to get her back. That would have been awesome. I
0: got one for you. Okay, so. So all that Adam changes into He-Man. And. He, you know he he appears as he man for the chief you know he's like yeah everyone's a like, he- man you know and mm-hmm. uh don't worry chief you know we'll we'll go find pody and Orko and we'll add them back here in no time cut to orco and pody walking through the forest with uh Zigon driving up on him a cool mechanical rhino mm-hmm. and, and you know I mean, I can picture that shot. Them walking towards the camera. You see z come up behind them and have act one end with them being grabbed and pulled into this this mechanical machine, you know? There you go. Ah, oh, that yep. that would have you hooked. Like, He-Man's like, we're going to get her back in the very, and then you're, and then this, the abduction scene,
1: yeah. you know?
0: And then act two yeah. would, act two would be the race to the temple. And I think mm-hmm. you could do a menacing enough thing in that amount of time. You know, like I said, go through, have some actual monsters in there, some beasts, some vines, everything. And mm-hmm. then cut with scenes of Rago telling Pody that she's going to do basically what's there. Like, you're going to do what I'm saying. You're going to get the more firestones for me. Your village will fall. And then at the temple, it's it, 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 you know, you meet up for the confrontation after... Rego got there first and successfully got the more firestones.
1: stones. Yeah. There you go. I, it would have been a better episode already just based on like you're cleaning up a lot of the let's, yeah. let's dump the moral on the kids the minute they start watching the episode instead of mm-hmm. let's let this play out. And then you can see yeah. the moral developing throughout like they did in the, the more traditional versions. So.
0: Exactly. And then, and then after that, basically just, you know, Ah, uh, He-Man versus Zigon, which would have been cool to see. And actually, yeah. I, mean, I mean, it's a vehicle. I don't get why they did like the whole deflecting stuff and everything. Like, it's a vehicle. He has bashed up vehicles before. He does it to Skeletor ships all the time.
1: Exactly. Like, and let and him... on. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I was just gonna say, let him go to town on it. Let him
0: punch some sure. holes in it. Who cares? It's a vehicle.
1: It it, it it didn't help Zegon's cred for me in any way, shape, or form. Where when they're trying to fight Keyman, Man, they're actually having it pop wheelies, even though the front one is the front leg is already destroyed yeah. because he's deflecting. Yes. So it's popping up to shoot, and then it falls down again. I'm like, this looks literally like something a kid on a playground would do. <laughs> and then it's like, I yeah, you didn't hit me, you didn't hit me, and it jumps up and does that, and it jumps down again. You know.
0: I used so. to use. I, I don't, I hope someone else out there did this, but, or otherwise it's going to sound weird, but like, to, to, cause I had like one attack track, one dragon walker, you know, you only had so many vehicles and I didn't even have them all. I used to use like shoes and slippers as vehicles with my toys. Did you ever do that?
1: No, but what I would do sometimes is if I had a, maybe like a weird looking vehicle for something else, I might use it. Yes. In, a, in a story or something, no, I, but I've never used never used I would, shoes. I would oh. go
0: get, like, my slippers and, like, stick He-Man or some of my G.I. Joes in them and, like, slide them along the carpet, like, pew, 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 you know? So, and never that, did that. You just remind me when you're, like, some kid on the playground. It's like, yeah, so this is me, like... This is my slipper pretending it's like this massive vehicle called Zigon Like, well, <laughs> <laughs> that's what it feels that, like in the
1: episode. It, it does, and and I mean, Rago is not a character they're going to go back to, but at least make him have enough weight to go. Wow, these kids are in danger in this moment. Wow, he could do something really stupid if if he felt like it and and threaten the kids or do something. You know, like one of them gets hurt or something, and it's right. it's just. He and and I'm gonna say I'm I'm uh, I'm like 90% sure that's a John Irwin voice Oh, for him. I thought it's pretty sure. Rago, you're talking about? Yeah. Rage. Oh yeah, that that was definitely John Irwin. I didn't and know. and for as much as I love his He-Man and his Adam, it's it's like that voice does not help that character in any way, shape, or form either. And I kind of I kind of wish he they would have said to him, no no no, make it a little more. Because this version is very nasally, and it's very much like he's just a whiny guy. Yeah. And, it, you know, I need to have something a little more, I don't want to, I don't I, not like something like this, yeah. but just a little less of a caricature, you know? I,
0: I'm I'm going to disagree with you again, actually. I thought that voice fit that villain perfectly. I, I did not. Eh have a problem with it because 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 like i said to me the the aspect of rego is he's the loser he's the lazy guy <laughs> who's like i'm not gonna help you i'm just gonna go i want to go spend my money i want to i want to hang out by the fire with the, with the girls you know like that's he's, true he's that ball so you know i it worked for me I mean, that's uh, we don't have to agree on everything, right? I actually, no, think, no, no. I've no, actually no, but, been surprised how many re, all our other remasterings are pretty much on the same page. But
1: I like well, the, the less the, the 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 one that I just went off script completely. That what was that when the the cosmic comet one? Cosmic comet, I'm just yeah. like I just gutted the damn thing, and it's like yeah, it didn't work in what our confines are in this. No, this but it was point. still fun, and we still got but, to a confines. But, yes, yeah, we did, we did. But his but this his one, voice, I think. Like, it's, it's there to be made fun of more, I think. And that's kind of the point for me. And, and, but, but I feel like that makes it hollower in a sense uh, for, for the way that I would like it to be. But cause like the humor, I feel like that should be the orco or cringer and he's too funny to me. And that's part of what, and, and it could just be the flashbacks of me watching it with my buddy and the voices he was making to offset what was happening. So it could be that, but I don't know. It just,
0: to me, Didn't it's, sync
1: up quite the way man, I hoped.
0: What's that old saying? Like, weak men hide behind, like... uh Oh, man, I wish I could think of that quote. Uh But basically, like, to me, Rago is a weak man. And if it wasn't for Zigon or the Morphire Stones or whatever, like, he wouldn't even be a threat. Like, that's sure. the whole point of the character to me. That's where I take the character. You know? Mm-hmm. Um And it, it actually... If done right with some good dialogue, it can really set him apart from the other villains. Like, he's not yeah. just this this power-mad villain of the week. He's he's a loser. Like, mm-hmm. he's had all the opportunities in life. He had this cushy job given to him by, by his brother. And he still messes up. I mean, we all know somebody like that, right? Like, this guy that he's <laughs> chance after chance after chance. And they're just mm-hmm. not worth it, you know? That's who he is, so... To me, I say embrace that and make him that guy, where basically, you know, once once he man takes out Zegon, that's it. Like he his plan is annihilated, you know. Mm-hmm. And then, and then at the end, just wrap up with you know, you know, you, rather than the necessarily, it's not my faultness. You wrap up with the you know, you uh, uh it lends more to like make sure a parent knows where you are going. Like, don't run off. And she, you know, Pody would be like, "Well, I, you know, I was scared. I was worried about." it. And they're like, "Yeah, but you know, think of what Rago could do to too. you." You know, yeah, like play at yeah. that, like no, the same thing that was that was actually in this episode, but it was way too early. Is you know, no punishment is as great as you build it up in your mind. Just face the punishment because there's worse things out there, you know, mm-hmm. and leave it at that. And maybe at the moral be a tag more along the lines of you know. Hey, always let a family member know where. Make sure someone knows where you are,
1: because yep. that
0: is a very important lesson, and it ties it into the whole thing. That it's responsibility, and you know, letting a parent know where they are. That's what I think needs to be the, the the focal point of this episode.
1: Yeah, and I I think the only other thing then is the episode name has to change in order to remaster this one because this one is so again okay. knocking you over the head with the point of it and all right. that stuff and and like when I saw this um, the title card for this when I watched the, the first time I go are they kidding like this is what the actual right. episodes the, it, we've had all the Damar the demon you know and uh, all this other stuff and it's like it's not my fault what <laughs> like seriously yeah. or okay. my, so... my version is I didn't do it
0: <laughs> I didn't do it <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh. um,
0: so off the top of your head, if you can, because I agree, I th I think with the changes we made, the episode title doesn't match as much. No. Um You know what? I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go a complete turnaround. I'm not even and this is because I've had literally no time to think about this. But for my remastered episode, because I can't think of anything off the top of my head that ties into the whole theme, I'm going to go Zigan the Indestructible.
1: I, I actually, just as a joke, I was going to say the name should be, this is z we shall worship him, because I love that line so much. But uh, I do love that
0: line. Lot, that line should stay in him. Like I said, when he activates z in my first scene, he is saying that line.
1: Yeah um, yeah, and that's fine. I I think that's great. yeah, it's
0: I like, think that's it. 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 It's like, it's the Daymar the Demon thing. It's like you, you see that title card come up and you go, Z Gon the end of, like who's Z Gon? And then once it starts and you find out, oh wait, no, not a not a who, a what. Like is hey, yeah, indestructible, yeah. how's He Man gonna do this? You know, obviously well, the you other find things... out he is destructible, but mm-hmm. you know, that's where my mind it, goes.
1: If they would have designed it properly, Zigon probably would be one of those uh, figures we would have hoped to have in classics. Yeah. Imagine having a giant freaking robotic rhino on your shelf. I mean, that would have been amazing. I mean, we have stride or, and all that yeah. stuff. Why not a giant rhino like that? So I, I like that. idea. Zigon um, having the, something like that, or, or, uh, I, I guess this would give too much away, but I mean, hell the, the search, I mean, geez. Um, yeah. Having it say something like kidnapped in the Vine jungle or something or kidnapping yeah. in the Vine jungle. So, so if you want to go really simplistic, do doing it that or See, I, think, doing I, think like the
0: some, I think they would have gotten some kickback because you got to remember, you got to put yourself in mid-eighties. middle groups,
1: filmation,
0: yeah. throwing kidnapped in the title, maybe lost in the Vine jungle,
1: lost in, Terror's the, Vine in jungle.
0: the Vine jungle. Um,
1: mm-hmm. Midnight in the Vine jungle because it's a night. You could midnight, say Midnight Vine in Jungle? the Vine Jungle or something. We, Even though we don't know about the time telling and yeah. Eternia and all that. Um, 16 chronons until Moonrise. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh,
0: Zegon, ruler of the Vine Jungle.
1: Mm-hmm. That would work. Yeah. There you go. Um,
0: yeah, some, something along those lines. I would flip Zigon Triumphant. Zegon Triumphant. <laughs> Z-Gon, the living darkness.
1: No, way, that's something. Oh, that. there we go. There, now, now you're crossing into my happiness. <laughs> <laughs> that's what the living darkness was the whole time. That beast was. It just was like, Gon. <laughs> I'm, I'm a squatter, and then Zegon shows up after the beast.
0: <laughs> oh well, gosh. You know what, though, Sean, I I'm going to call this one remastered. I think we did a heck of a job
1: changing I, this, this into one something. This one was heavy lifting.
0: It was heavy lifting, but I think we accomplished it. I think the story that we laid out there is something, if I saw that, it would it would at least be an enjoyable episode. And that's it. We're not trying to get these things into the top tens, guys. We're just trying to no. make it so that where you want to watch it once in a while, you know, or read yeah. whatever.
1: Um, so yeah. I'm calling
0: Remastered. How about you?
1: I am. I'm going to say Remastered, too, because that, that opening bit you added, that was what it needed for me that, completely. Exactly. So dig that works. into the story.
0: Larry did it in Dragon's Gift. You've got so many stories there. You've got Tullamore. You've got the Sky Tree. You've got Grandomair. You've got what humans did to Grandomair. You've got all this stuff that they never even explore,
1: but it's yep. there.
0: That's what He Man episodes need.
1: Yep. Exactly.
0: All right. So now that we have remastered. Sean, I'm going to throw the floor over to you for a
1: minute. (laughs) All right. So last weekend on the group on Facebook, I uh, actually had an evening to myself and I said, I want to draw something. So I put it out there, hoping the fans might throw a couple of ideas at me. Otherwise I just go to the same well all the time with what I want to draw. Mm -hmm. And um, this time around, I got some really cool, um, Really cool ideas and, you know, hey, try this character, try this character or whatever. And um, I actually ended up doing two by accident and it's the same character. So I'm not going to say I... I did two whole things. Uh, well, this was by on. accident. Hang
0: on. How do you do two by accident? Like you fell asleep and when you woke up, it's like, wow, I drew this.
1: No, when I when I drew the one, <laughs> I was drawing it and that was like my Sunday night version and then, like a couple days later, after I'd already figured this one was almost close to done, I saw something that inspired me with the same character. So you didn't and draw said, two
0: by accident. Your your perfectionism got the, the best of you, and you're like, "I'm drawing it again."
1: Well, what what it, what it was was basically <laughs> my my uh, Facebook feed ended up screwing up my head, and I had yeah. to draw this other version once I saw. Something that inspired me to draw it that way. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? I gotta see it through at least. So right. I went there. So, and this has been driving Matt nuts because I haven't shown him what this has, is. Yes, yes. I this have is not the seen debut. anything more than
0: you guys have. I have been because <laughs> we Because I threw out something. A lot of guys threw out something. Um, do you remember who threw out whatever you did decide to draw? So we can give him uh, a yeah. shout up. You know, yeah,
1: okay. I, I do remember who it was. Okay. So, so. so. You know what? Hang on. Here hang on. Go. hang on. Before ah. you do that,
0: hang on. Let me read all the options. How about that? That might
1: uh... feel free. Um, and on. and I will say it, I am. I'm going to also say just because one wasn't picked this time doesn't mean I'm not going to go back to that as maybe I'll do that one another time or something, sure. too. So if you wanted... did throw ideas out there, it's Keep... not But you're not you're not wasting your time. Let's put it that way. Yeah,
0: yeah, and that's why I want to give all these guys a shout out just because they responded. You know, um, so Manny Gonzalez he said uh, the oldest and wisest of the dragons in Dark Smoke. Um, that's Granamir. In case, spoiler mm-hmm. alert, uh, James Hammond suggested Hero. Uh, Matthew Dooch, very smart gentleman, very handsome, <laughs> good guy all around. Uh, he said Locus. Uh, Jeremy DeWitt said tongue lasher. (laughs) Ryan Freeberg suggested Pee-wee Herman.
1: Yeah, Um, I gave him a nice little gif on that one.
0: (laughs) Now, now personally, not to fall too far into it, but I would have turned that into like a Pee-wee He-Man, like kind of combined He-Man and Pee-wee Herman (laughs) and had some fun with that. But, uh, Lacey Dean suggested, uh, Antlore, who is a deer or elk-based character that he's kind of spun around in his mind. Um, mm-hmm. And then James Matthew Byers said, Anti-Eternia Keldor.
1: So, yep. so there's a nice little list to choose from so already. So a good it, list there. So, yeah, so I appreciate uh, that. Anybody who contributed. And the one that I went with for the first time, I'm going to show the first version. And then I'll show you the second one that I feel is this is the version I I wanted to do. First version is...
2: Renomir.
1: And I did it with just this simple, here's this shot of him. Sure, sure. And it's like, I'm not the biggest at drawing monsters, but something that I do like about drawing monsters is you get to have the... You get to go a little nuttier in certain aspects of, like, drawing the face, the eyebrows, things like that. Yeah, like even even the
0: details on the wings, you get a little bit like the the muscles or whatever, you know.
1: Yeah, and those aren't completely done, and that's where my feed ended up taking me down the other rabbit hole, to be honest. But Ah, at least, you know, the implication is there
0: that's a beautiful rendition of him I feel like he's judging me right now like you are not
1: compassionate <laughs> enough dude I'm sending you to the realm of demons so then then uh, when was this I want to say it was Wednesday I sat down and I yeah, did this everywhere. while my kids were at the park so this is the revised edition
0: oh wow that one you spend a bit more time on. I can tell it's 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 more finalized. I mean, I mean they both look amazing, but,
1: I but like do that, you notice a certain? other yeah, thing No, that's I was going to say
0: I love that you put Skytree in there and look <laughs> on his face like I got you now. You know, uh
1: huh. Yeah, oh, that I,
0: is that
1: is awesome, yeah. man. So that was the first ever. Hey, you know, let's let's try to draw something fun yes. challenge, and we'll go from there and i'm i'm planning on doing more as we go along i'm going to probably very go nice. back to that list though cuz to be honest that ant lore my brain has been kicking around ideas i'm not going to lie too.
0: mine too that uh, that's a neat um that's a neat concept um to throw out there Lacey, very very interesting idea there's a lot you can play with them too you could do like an actual like humanoid Elk type creature, or you could even just do like the armor route. You know, I mean, there's there's both options to to play mm-hmm. with there. Whether in because masters has both, you've got the, those creature, those humanoid creatures, and you got guys that are just upgraded. You know, humans basically. So, yep. I mean, you could take that a lot of different ways. My mind was spinning on that one too when I read
2: that. <laughs> so.
0: uh, but congrats, Manny! Uh, you inspired Sean. And that, that is a beautiful piece right there. And you got to make sure you scan that, put it up on the page. Yep. Send me I a will. copy, and I'll insert it in here too so people get, it, get a nice, crisp HD picture of it. And uh, I wish I could draw. I wish I could draw half as good as you can, man.
1: <laughs> I half, wish I could draw half as good talent. as people I like, like Nate Marsh, for instance. Like, it, it, we're slumming it at the end. We showed the good stuff at the beginning with the Shearer piece. <laughs> oh,
0: that, that is amazing. Oh, uh, no, yeah, we did bookend it with Great We got the Shira piece in the beginning. we got <laughs> Grandomir at the end, so that. I don't know what well, else to it,
1: say. <laughs> when, when, when you were like, "So, what are we going to talk about this week?" That's why I was just like, "Okay, I know Dragons' Gifts at least a good episode, yeah. and it'll at least go, hey, it ties into what I drew." But I'm not going to promise that to be every case. But no, no, this no, time no. around, it made me think about that, and I go, "Yeah, we haven't done that one yet. We need to talk about Dragons' Gift because I know the end of the episode <laughs> is going to be interesting." So, yeah, yeah.
0: Um. Uh. So, I will. I will say. Um. I will say. So next week, for those of you who will hopefully tune in, uh, we've got a very special guest star that will be joining us. Um, Yeah. You think we should give it away now, or you want to keep them waiting? We're already keeping them Uh, waiting on the remastering now.
1: Well, well, uh, basically, we are kind of in, I'd say this is almost like a toe or two into a crossover idea here because um, Man, over close. on uh, we, we <laughs> yeah we're, We are borrowing we're, we're within, him. Yeah, we're <laughs> borrowing him for the episode basically uh, and I, I don't know if we have to pay royalties to Steve and Jeremy or not because that's yes. how I was introduced to him. But uh, writer and uh, comic book creator extraordinaire, Matthew Rodriguez will be our uh, guest on the show, which I know that's how Steve introduces and that, him, and that's why um, I gave it to Sean because I cannot <laughs> roll my Rs like that. <laughs> um, yeah, he he will be joining us next time, and we're gonna we're gonna get into some 2000x goodness on the next episode for that reason. So
0: absolutely. So we get we got we got Matthew Rodriguez coming. Who's an amazing guy, very talented. We're gonna have some fun with him. Uh, we're going to be talking about Orco's Garden from 2000X, which is an amazing episode, and we've got a remastering again, so... Yes. And uh, we'll be keeping that secret from now on. <laughs> um, Yeah, so, so thanks for joining us today. Uh, hit all those buttons down below, regardless of what platform you're on. On YouTube, it's like, share, subscribe, ring that bell so you're notified when we go live. If you're on one of the audio podcasts, I know Podbeans got hearts. You can heart us. Um, You can leave some comments. That'd be amazing, guys, because I know you audio listeners are really bringing it. I got to say, a special shout-out to you guys. We love all our viewers, but the numbers on the audio lately have been amazing. So thank you all. Uh, Just put a little shout-out down there so we know who you are. Uh, Throw us out some ideas of what you'd like to see remastered or what you'd like to see us review um sure and uh thank you all so until next time
1: until next time